Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, so we're going to go in three, two, one. Lions Lounge Lockdown, episode 23. Aidan O'Brien. Aidan, thanks for joining us, mate. No problem, no problem. This is a, this is a first for the channel. You join us, obviously, as a Sunderland player. Are you getting up there? First thing, first off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everything's gone smoothly. Um, the players have, have have been brilliant with me as soon as I've walked through the door. The staff, um, ev- all the background staff, everything about it has been brilliant. So it's been smooth so far. Long may that continue. Yes, uh, great move for you, mate, and, and well-deserved as well. So you was brilliant for the club on, on the pitch and off it. And um, I'm sure the rest of the, the fans agree with me when we wish you all the best up there. I'm sure you'll get goals. Well, that's what you do. You get goals. But... Um, yes. Today we're going to talk about your meal career. Ten years of yeah. product. Yeah. Well, see, you joined the club before that. I was um, playing Sunday league, midweek league with my dad and my dad's team, and then got picked up by Mill at fifteen uh, for a trial game, just a trial game. Uh, Watford away. I'll, I'll never forget it. Watford away at their training ground. Um, and literally, it was me and Toby Alabi up front. And uh, yeah, I scored two that game and that was it. Didn't look back. Just from then, it just it just blossomed into something special. Job done. Who else, was in, who else came through sort of your age group? No, uh, no one actually came through my age group. It was only me and my age group. So um, yeah, it was, a, it was a very good age group. But um, unfortunately, it was just me that made it through. Obviously, Toby Alabi got through, but obviously with all the with the part problems that he's had, he's had to give football up and yeah. become a good agent and stuff now. So, yeah, he would have obviously been a pro as well. But yeah. if all of that with the heart didn't happen, but yeah. You became a pro 2010, you became a pro. Season we got, season we got promoted, that would have been, wouldn't it? Is that right? Yeah, I can't remember. I think I would have been about, I don't even know how old I would have been now. I think I would have been about 15 or so. And it was like, yeah, it was crazy. I'll be honest with you. Um, the start and the end of the mill regime for me is has been nothing but brilliant. Like the whole thing has been from top to tail has been absolutely brilliant. And I, 
I wouldn't have done it with any other team and I, and I, I wouldn't have changed anything either. So, yeah. That's good to know, mate. You started, you made your debut on your, you signed on your 17th birthday pro, is that right? Yes. That would have been yes. Kenny Jacket would have given you your first professional contract. KJ, what was he like? KJ, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant man. Um, brilliant uh, manager, brilliant coach. Um, yeah, he, he, he really, he really believed in me at the time. He showed me, um, he showed me that kind of belief and, and, and gave me that sort of confidence with um, Joe Gallen alongside him. Um, and they gave me my first contract, um, which I'm ever so grateful for. And um, yeah, just from there, um, they kind of make me travel with the team every every away game, mm. um, obviously not on the bench and, and stuff like that. But just to travel um, as a young lad is, is something special. It gets you used to the environment, how it works and around the changing rooms and stuff. So Kenny Jacket was the first to um, to show me kind of the first team lifestyle. Your uh, your first team debut. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, it, it wasn't the best. Uh, it was wolves. It was wolves away. Uh, I think I come on after we were we were four nil down. I think I think I come on at the Molyneux. I think it was four nil down, and we ended up losing five nil. I think it was a cup game. Mm. Not, but you're happy as the hunting grounds, is it, uh, Molyneux? You got sent off there, didn't you? Remember that? Got sent off uh, double That's yellow. Great. Yeah, oh, I'm going to come back to them. I'm going to come back. Gonna come uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get on to that. But after that, you sort of, you went out on loan for a bit, did a few years out on loan. You didn't really, you, I'd say, what would you say your breakthrough season was? Would have been would have been uh, under Ian Holloway, wouldn't it? Yeah, one on loan, obviously, as a young lad, I would suggest any young lad from the age of 17 onwards to if you're not getting a looking at the first team or anything like that, just straight away go on loan it. It's massive. It's massive for development. Um, and that's exactly what I did. Luckily, I went on loan to Staines, Staines Town. I went on to Hayes and Yedin. I went on loan to Torquay, Oldershot, Crawley. I went on loan to all these teams and it just taught me how to become a man in the, in the, football, in the football industry. Mm. And... Um, yeah, without that, I don't know if I'll be here today because you know the the reserve football these days is it's not as it's not as good as it used to be for me, my opinion, um, yeah, yeah. than it was a while ago. So I think loans for for the young for the youngsters is is essential in this day and age. Yeah, definitely the way forward. Say two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen, you get a new two year contract from Ian Holloway. Um, yeah, obviously the fans have got their opinions of him, but. Boren Webster, you know, spoke very, very, very highly of him. Said he was a good, good manager and done good things with him. No, I'm the same. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. In and around the training ground, um, he's just always trying to get everyone going, laughing, happy. Um, he's just, he's just the life of the party. You know, he, he's brilliant. He, he tries to get everyone like happy and 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 bring their confidence out of everyone and, and make make everyone smile before training and matches and and. That that kind of brings a lot of um, confidence out of certain people, and it and it did, and it and obviously it didn't work in terms of um, his managerial career entirely because um, you know things happened. But he was brilliant with me. He was brilliant with with the young players at the time. He gave me my first start at uh, Derby away, which was absolutely massive. It was on my birthday. So Ian Holloway as a manager and as a man. I can't speak highly of, highly enough of him. He's, he, mm. he, he, he believed in me um, so much, along with a lot of other players as well. And um, yeah, he gave me my first actual chance starting away at Pride Park 
um, Pride Park. It is Derby Pride Park. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah they, they like changing um, quite often. Yeah, it's Pride Park at the minute. Yeah, yeah, um, and that was that was on my birthday as well, my twenty first birthday. And he gave me that opportunity, and he believed in me. So yeah, I can't I can't thank him enough for that. Season of mixed emotions because you played nine times. Obviously, you got your first two goals that season for the club, yeah. and then we get relegated. Do you remember your first yeah. goal? Brentford away. Bosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember it clearly, actually. Um, Wolford, Martin Wolford, uh, done a little trick down the line, dinked it back stick, and I was just in acres, just acres. It was just like, it was just written, weren't it? It was written. The home fans, <laughs> I mean, the away fans, obviously, the Millwall fans were just all there. It was just perfect. It was written. And um, mm. from then, it was kind of just, that was just it. Broke the seal and then just kind of started scoring from there. And then, uh, yeah, I think uh, you got one away at Wolves as well. You and Jamie Philpott got um, a couple of goals. Got the it, yeah, yeah. But we lost that. Did we lose that game? Yeah, we, we lost that one. I think 4 2, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, relegation. And you've, you know, not your first season as a pro, but to be in that dressing room as much as you was that season, I would say that's probably, you know, if you, if you agree, your sort of breakthrough season. Um, mm. Was that tough to take in your first year? Yeah, but. You know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of come in when halfway through. Well, not even halfway. I kind of come in when the damage is done. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to say I would have changed anything. You know, I'm not yeah. saying I'm gonna. But I mean, the damage was 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 really done already. We were kind of fighting straight away when Neil Har Neil Harris took charge, and obviously he had a big he had a big um, ask of him to keep us up, and we almost done it. To in all fairness, mm. with a few results. I think we drew to Derby three three when we were winning. If you can remember, yeah, I think that's a uh, at, trick, didn't at I think? home, at home, and I, I actually gave away a penalty that game. I remember, uh, so you know, like Neil Harris took it on, and and we went down, but we 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 actually came back up within the next two seasons, was it not? Yeah, yeah. So season, Wembley yeah. two seasons in a row, weren't it? It was Wembley two seasons in a row. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't. You couldn't have asked for more, really. Yeah, we went down, but we we shot straight back up, so it was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, the 2015-2016 season, our first season back in League One. I, I researched this. The strikers, yep. the Millwall first team professional strikers for that season was yourself, Jamie Philpott, Alfie Pavey, Steve Morrison and Lee Gregory. That's, that's, wow. quite, that's, that's a decent investment in youth there from Harris, that, isn't it, really? Yeah. He, he, you know what Neil Harris is like. He, he likes to play the youth, you know. He... He was actually our manager. That's why he was our manager. I don't know if you know. He was our he was our reserve manager um, before he got the first team job. So he said, "If I get the job, lads, look, if you're doing well for me, you're going to come up straight away. Like, I'm not. Don't worry about that." So we knew. We always knew if he got the job, um, we'll get our chance. And he, and and rightly so. He did give us our chance. All of us actually. He gave all of us our chances. Yeah. Well, mate, listen. Your first season. Again, I said to you just before we started. You actually, I mean, listen, I was there, we watched the games, the channel was running. So when you actually sit down and analyse this, it's actually, yeah. it's just ridiculous how well you did do. Your first season, so obviously, again, this is a bit of a mixed one because Neil Harris obviously wanted to get you in the side. Yeah. With, with the deadly duo up front scoring 40 plus goals between them, it's, it's very difficult. So yes, you wanted to be in the yeah. side. How did you feel about playing a position you'd never played? You know, left. You want you're not left footed. I say it so many times. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. You're not left footed. You're not played. left footed. I say used to yeah, say it every um, week in my videos. 
I'm glad so you I, said I mean, that. It must, have been, it must have been good to be around it, but how did that feel being out on a wing? Um, well, obviously we worked on it in training with the manager. He just, I, I can't remember exactly, to be deadly honest, I can't remember exactly how it come across, how, it, how the left midfield role come across. But um, I think it was a case of what you just said. The Morrison and Gregory was, was basically unmovable. Mm. Let's be honest. You know, they were, they were brilliant. Yeah. together um so me getting in there was not going to happen let's be honest um um so the only next role really was available was the left you know it, it weren't really taken you know like it was just up for grabs mm. and um basically he's he looked at him and went you know what hey if you if you can play a few games in this left you know like you might like you might actually enjoy it because you like coming inside on the with the ball on your right and hitting shots. I was like, you know what, let's go for it. Like, yeah, I'm up for that. No, I'm not pro- no problem. And then I think probably the first two three games, I, I scored a, a goal or two, and I was like, wow, this is all right. The manager, what he used to say to me, Neil Harris, is the reason why he played me on the left is because I used to sneak past the fullbacks when the fullback switch off and the ball comes in from the right I used to sneak in between the fullback and the centre half and just nick a goal mm. and he says like that's a, that's kind of a weapon for him so he used me out wide there yeah but he did that so many times he used to pop up in um, in these little pockets of areas and I thought maybe because he wasn't used to playing left me just sort of just wandering in the areas but exactly that yeah wonder yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah but you're no, you're supposed to say you've got a brilliant positional sense but yeah <laughs> But, well, no, yeah, it is. Well, it, well, it was is. a bit of both, wasn't it? It's timing. You need. You can't just. You can't just end up wandering and and scoring forty five goals by wandering on the pitch. Oh, exactly. You got, got to actually know what you got to do. A little nick you had, where you used to pop up in these areas and and then finish it off. Yeah, exactly. So, which is credit to Neil Harris, by the way, for spotting that left midfield role. To mm. be honest, even though I didn't want to fully play there credit to Neil Harris for that yeah, I mean regardless you know you didn't want to play there and you can see it from both sides of the coin you know you're a striker you want to be a striker but like you said Morris yes. and Gregory you know unmovable really well for of the course, first yeah. first two seasons we'll get on to later on later on but yeah really you know you've got the games under your belt and you've got the experience and the goals to go with it in the first team games now so although you know listen you always did it Mill. we had a good, good attitude you just, just cracked some of it you never, you never let your head drop and you just did what you had to do and 13 goals from left midfield and, and some of the goals, I was watching the um, the show that the club put out, hat-trick against Crew. Yeah, well, that was, a, that was one of my best days, yeah. So let's talk about them, let's talk about that day and them goals. Um, wow, honestly, them, the, all three of them goals were absolutely blinders. <laughs> like, without, without talking myself up here. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, it was just crazy. I weren't long on the scene either, really. I weren't really long on the scene, so it was like, it was just a magic moment, you know, Neil Harris. Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember he goes to me, I don't know if you'll like this, but I remember he goes to me um, after the game, he went, oh, is that, is that your first hat-trick? He put his arm around me, went, is that your first hat-trick? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I've had six of them. <laughs> 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 and so, like, well, we were laughing about it. We were laughing about it. So, yeah, I remember that. It was funny. Um, but, yeah, the boys were brilliant. They all signed the ball. I've still got the ball. Um, so, yeah, I've got to get another five more to catch Neil Harris. Is that, is that your, your only one today? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Another game, two goals away at Sheffield United. Won the game, two, one for us. Yeah. Yes, that was a crazy, crazy game because we were odds against us, you know. Sheffield United, Bramall Lane, they were a strong team. And um, 
we went there and got the points and it was down to the two goals I scored and it was it was actually crazy that we won that game because they were they were a, they were a really good side and going away to win there was was brilliant mate it was honestly like so keep looking at it and the, the goals you got from the from the time you saw you sort of exploded from that first season to come straight in in the 215-216 and score so many goals from left midfield and then in later seasons went even better but a question I always had because I did always think what is your I know you're a striker but what is your actual mm. position was you was you just off a striker or was you a striker or was you a target man or was you a poacher or basically um I was a definitely not a left mid that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> um, but um let me just clear this one up the left mid situation I enjoyed every moment out there Although I weren't my position, I enjoyed every moment out there playing for the Lions and for the lads and for the team and for the managers. I enjoyed every moment out there and I gave it my all every week and um, I wouldn't have changed a moment for that. But having said that, my position is not left mid and I am a striker. So what, I'm, what type of striker I am, um, I'm not a big target man. I'm not going to be a Matt Smith where I'm, I'm flicking balls on and, and, and pin like, like a Lukaku and, and pinning people. Mm, and yeah. rolling people. I'm more of a, you know, link to link striker, um, get in the box and sniff out a chance. So like, like a poacher, like yeah. a, um, like if you put the ball in the box and the ball somehow like comes anywhere near my proximity, I'm nine times out of ten I back myself that I'm going to pull it in the net. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm more of a kind of like finisher poacher. Yeah. Linking and linking kind of striker. So if you, if you, another question I thought of that would be an interesting one. If you, you know, when you was at Millwall and you had the choice to play either up front with Morrison or Gregory, not how who you liked better as as, as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, in position wise, who who do you feel you would have been suited better to play with? Um, both really, because Gregory, Gregory, um. First of all, Gregory would run the channel really well, which will allow space for me to pick up the ball and drive it at defence. So that will that will that will that will complement me. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, with Morrison flicking the balls on and me running behind, that also complements me as well. So both of them have their pros and cons and stuff like. So I'm I couldn't choose really that one mm. out of them two because they were both kind of brilliant to play with. Mm. To be deadly honest, they were both brilliant in, in their ways to play with. They were, they were, uh, they were some great strikers at the club at that time. What I also thought was, you've been, you don't want people to get injured, and you know, but just you didn't get a, a break because you was you was next in line to go up front behind, obviously in front of Alfie Pavey and Philpot. We was a, we didn't have a massive amount of experience there, did we? With our strikers, so just a little hamstring tweak or just a little something or a suspension. And you would have yeah. been in, but there was literally no fucking break in them two, was there? That's 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 <laughs> football, though, ain't it? Really, you can't yeah. you can't go like, oh, if this happened, if that happened, because if I scored forty goals, I'd be at Real Madrid, you know. So you can't you can't you can't look at it like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah true. It, it's the way it is. Like I just cherish my time at Millwall, whether it was left mid, up front, a few times, whatever happened, mm. I, I loved every minute of it, and I wouldn't change a second of it. So 2015-16, we get first time of asking back to the playoff final. You didn't start that game. Was you, after, again, after your contribution, was you a little bit disappointed maybe to not have started? Massively. That was Bradford, wasn't it? Uh, no, Barnsley. Barnsley, sorry, yes. Yeah. That Bradford, we won, didn't we? 
we, we beat Bradford the first year. You, you didn't Barnsley, lost three one to Barnsley. Yeah. Was it Barnsley? Oh, I'm getting it confused. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Barnsley right. lost three one. You didn't you didn't start that day, right? Yeah, you I remember. Um, I remember. I think I even played all the all the build up. Yeah. Um, I think I played the whole build up to it as well, and the semis, and everything. And then the man, I think the manager actually pulled me and said, "Look, I'm going to go with Shane Ferguson. Um, give us more of a defensive." Uh, defensive kind of um, feel to the left side because mm. I think they had Mark Marshall on the wing right side who was quite good and at the time he was he was on fire so I think that was what what he was kind of his logic behind it but looking back at it obviously at the time I was gutted because I think I scored 13 goals that season set up a few and you know it was one of my breakthrough seasons and I just wanted to play at Wembley you know coming out of Wembley starting at Wembley I just I was gutted, to be honest, but I respect the manager, Neil Harris, so highly. I, I'm not going to question his decision mm. and um, hold it against him. He, he's the manager at the end of the day, giving me my chance. So I respected his decision. You got on the pitch, come on at left back, didn't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, come on, I come on everywhere at Mill, other than my position, really. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that weren't a good day. Let's forget about that day. Yeah, he was. Um, what was the feeling like in the dressing room? Half a bit, everyone was gutted, weren't they? It's just such a big build up all the season, playing all them games, scoring all them goals, all them big moments to get to one final moment and then it just crashes down on you. It's just, it's just so hard to take. But to be fair to us, we come back the next year and we got promoted through Wembley. So you've got to give it to all of us, you know, you've got to give it yeah. to us for that. Well, that must have been, you know, it must be on the minds that you got there last year. So it makes it even exactly. that bit older, doesn't it? it makes exactly. That exactly. Right. So, 2016-2017. <laughs> Another 15 goals from you from left midfield. 51 games you played that season. The deadly duo get another 36 between them. You only scored one less than, than um, Steve Morrison that season. Playing left midfield. Not bad, is it? Not bad when you actually look well, at stats. Well, listen, stats don't lie. That's one thing. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah um, yeah. What can I say? It was, it was, a, good, it was a good two seasons, really. Mm. It was a good two seasons, especially from left midfield. You know, like, a lot of people will look at my stats and go, oh, yeah, he's not, he's not scored a lot. He's not scored. They don't really know I've been playing left midfield my whole career at Mill, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, at the time, without being a bit, big-headed, there weren't really much midfielders scoring that many goals. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, it was it was special for me and for the club. And obviously, because I was scoring goals from left midfield, the manager didn't want to tweak it and, and push me up front because he was like, why change, a, why change something that's working kind mm. of thing? So, it kind of killed me <laughs> because I was doing so well on the left yeah. that he didn't want to change that because he's like, no, 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 stay there. You, you're doing all right. Mm. So, so yeah, yeah if, you, if, you, if it weren't working, you could have gone. Maybe would have went go on, go up front. Yeah, yeah. any chance here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a victim of your own success there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. An another fifteen goals. Let's talk about um, some some of the squad members at that point. Let's talk about yeah. Big Byron because um, I know you and him got on well, and uh, he said yeah. he, he said he was your personal assistant, your accountant, <laughs> your chef. <laughs> oh, Byron. Oh man, uh, he is. He's a top bloke, man. He is a top bloke. From um, yeah, just he, he's when I got when I first bought my um flat 
in Bromley. He he set up everything for me. Literally, we sat in Bromley Starbucks for about five, six hours, and he was setting up my council tax. He was setting up this. He was setting up my mortgage. He was literally doing everything. I didn't have a clue about what was going on. So, yeah, when he means personal assistant, that's what he means by that. He he used to set up everything for me, insurance, everything. But um, other than that, mate, he's besides that. I mean, he's actually a brilliant, brilliant lad. Like on the pitch, off the pitch, and between us, we've had some cracking nights out as well. <laughs> we've had some cracking nights out, yeah. So. Yeah, I can't, I can't say a bad word about him, really. Yeah, he said to me as well, he, 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 when he first came to the club, he used to see like you, Fred, and uh, Marlon always bouncing around together. He said you, you was really close with those two as well. Yeah, yeah, them two are brilliant as well. The banter we have, when we were all together, we just used to banter every single day. Honestly, if there was a camera in the corner and a changing room, oh, it was brilliant. Um, the man we used to banter was brilliant, and I still love them two to bits. And yeah, hopefully they can carry on doing well. Both yeah. clubs. It's um, it's a little bit of a similar situation, you know. He wasn't as successful as you at Millwall, Fred. But Fred, you know, he was another one that used to frustrate me that he didn't really get. I mean, you, at least you played. He didn't even really play, did he? And I thought he was decent. Definitely had potential. I'll be honest. He's got bundles, bundles of 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 talent. You know, like he he didn't get a good fair crack. Well, I don't know. I don't know the stats, but what I'm thinking of, I don't know if he got a fair crack at Mill, you know, like big, big run of games, you know, to kind of, mm. to kind of find his way. But you, um, need, you need sort of, I was oh, you, need, you need 15, 15, 20 games. You need yeah. 15, 20. Because if you get five or 10, listen, the first five, six games you play for, for a club, you're just, you're finding your way, you're finding who about linking up with certain players, how they move, how, it's all right training with them every day, but it's different on a match day. Training on a match day is completely different. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's so different, as you, as you all probably know as well. So, yeah, he, he's gone to Wickham. He's actually doing really well. He's got promoted. So, fair play to him, you know. And he'll be at the den next year. So, you'll be able to see what his potential's like. Let's see what yeah. he's like. He'll come back to haunt us, mate. I know he will. Because yeah. he, he, was, he was a good player. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, this season... It's a brilliant season for us. Not only promotion, but a brilliant cup run as well. You played every part of that, that cup run. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about that. Bournemouth, Watford, Leicester. Well, and then the was it Tottenham after that? Tottenham, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one. But um, Bournemouth, Watford, Leicester. I think we actually battered them, didn't we? Yeah. We battered all three of them. Yeah. There's us thinking, there's us thinking like, oh, this is going to be tough. Nah, we actually we we gave we ain't it when um people weren't didn't want to take a throw in from the from the sideline and stuff, weren't it? Yeah, well didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. I remember he was like, nah, nah, I don't want to take it. Yeah, (laughs) that's how that's how much of a fright the Mill fans give players when this when it's packed like that. Like you don't understand as fans how much Mill will need you because as you can see in the lockdown. It's just it just weren't the same, was it? Like, let's be honest. With Mill full house behind them, who knows? They probably would have gotten the playoffs. You know, I reckon mm. they would have. Um, and that that them cup games was was a full house. Mm. They were a full house, and that's probably why it gave us that extra yard to kind of give them give them the beating that they deserved in the day. Mate, like, we'll, we'll get onto the second cup run further down in you know a couple of years time. But that day you scored that second goal against Brighton, that, I reckon that was one of the loudest I've ever heard it in there. 
What's it like to be on that pitch and that noise? Mate, that is the loudest I've ever heard it. It was incredible. Unbelievable. Well, for me, scoring, that was the loudest I've scored. The loudest goal I've heard score from me. It was unbelievable. It was like, I remember Jed, Jed ran down the line and like he, crossed, he cut it back and I just got across my man and tapped it in and it just blew up, didn't it? It was like, yeah, that's like it's it unbelievable. crazy. It was crazy. Honestly, it was like, yeah, it was just crazy. And hearing the fans, you know, like, especially Mill growing up, coming through the ranks there and doing all the, all the stuff to get to where I got to, um, hearing the fans kind of chant your name and, and cheer and, and go crazy when you score is so special. And you take it for granted sometimes because, you know, when you score a few goals in, in like, you kind of like take it for granted. Mm. But you, you never forget really the first and second one. And, to be honest, I'll take I'll take the way Mill fans cheer for for the for the boys when they score to the grave because they they are so passionate with their celebrating. It's incredible, <laughs> mate. Now, you, you've led me on to it well because I've written down some of my favourite goals of yours from that season. Uh, let's start with it, and I thought it was a pivotal moment in our season as well because we were sort of eighth, ninth, not really doing a lot at this point. Bury away, what a day that was. <laughs> It weren't as such, rah, it was more limbs. It was more like, it was more like, wow, we just pulled it back from, what was we, 2-0 down? 2-0 down with 15 minutes to go. I was on the bench. I was on the bench that game, I remember. I got, yeah. I got dropped. I got dropped that game. Well, Harry, um, Smith, Harry Smith started that. Harry Smith started that out front. I think I got dropped for him, maybe. Yeah, he must have. Um, and basically, we were 2-0 down. I think I'd come on. 2-1. Then I come on. Sean Williams scored a pen. Or I think he scored the second. Was that the first or the second? Uh, that was the first. Was I second. think Callum Butcher scored the second. Callum Butcher scored a second. And I'm telling you, as soon as I tapped that one in, there was no other place I was going other than straight into them fans. I was pushing police out of the way. I was like, get out of the way, get out of the way. Like, if you could see the footage, full footage, I'm inside the fans like this, like going crazy. It was just... I don't know what made me do that, by the way, but that's, that's football, eh? You probably haven't seen it, but there's a video. I actually had a GoPro like, on my chest. There's no a video way. Of when you score it, and then I'll, we'll, like, me and my boy go running down the I'll, I'll, I'll put it in this video. Come on, then we're fucking alive now, aren't we? We're alive now. Imagine we score now, that would be an absolute joke. Today, and I always said, like, you've gone into the, the uh, Millwall Way Day Hall of Fame for jumping in with the fans. I remember you sitting in the middle going, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then I almost got, a, I was like that. I was handcuffed after. I was handcuffed. I, I was handcuffed. If you watched the video back, oh, oh, was, that, that was one of the biggest days. That was one yeah. of the biggest of my days. Another, another big, a big goal, Charlton at home. Uh, we've done a 3 yeah. 1 that day. Yeah. Header. Header. 
header. Not one of my um, strong points, scoring headers, but take that. Charlton at home. I, before the game, I was, I was like, oh, I think Tony Craig, like, this is massive. Like, we, we ain't losing here, lads. Like, we ain't losing here. And it made me kind of feel like how much of a big game this is. Yeah. And obviously, it showed on the day how much we was up for it. Mm. Um, another brilliant goal. Wimbledon away, New Year's Day. Remember that one? Yeah, barring in. Um, yeah. Before that game, actually, a bit of um, inside information. Training before that, before that game, Friday, Byron Webster was like to me, um, hey, do you get in some brilliant positions? And like, you try to like, either pass it or try to set someone up. Just shoot. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's like, mate, if it goes over the bar, it goes over the bar. Just yeah. what, what I want you to do, Aiden. next time you, when we play Wimbledon, get out of your feet and shoot. I was like, you know what? No problem. That's why, if you see the video back, I run from the shot all the way to jump on Byron Webster. Yeah. I that's, mean, why, that's why I do that, because he tells me to do the shot. And pay your fucking council tax as well. Yeah, and pay my council <laughs> tax. <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, now, there's another goal you scored here. Two really good goals. 
And one of them was a, was a day you got the chance to play up front. I think that Morrison was injured. And I was, I was obviously, by the way, thanks to your dad, Dave, because he, he set this up for us. And I was talking to him about a few of the goals you scored. Scumful yeah. put home. Do you remember that goal? It was... Uh, if you, Bolly. No, that was, that was Northampton at home. Oh, that was... Uh, Scumful put to the cold blow lane end and you just sort of flicked it from outside the... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And if, outside the foot, yeah. Mate, if someone like Messi had scored that goal, it would been, people would have been raving about it. But you played up front that day and you played really well. Well, maybe that should have stayed that way. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I was just happy to kind of be out there and, mm. and just be playing. You know, I weren't really, as Neil Harris would know and other managers I've played under knows, I'm not really one to be moaning and going, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? I'm just, you know, happy go Larry. If I'm playing, I'm, I'm happy go Larry and I just want to score as many goals as I can and, and at the time, for Mill, I was doing that, so I was I was happy. Everyone's a winner, mate. So we make the playoffs. Bristol Rovers final without a season. We just about made the playoffs. We seventh going into that. It wasn't yeah. looking like it was going to happen. But when it did happen, that's when I thought, you know what? Maybe this is going to be our year now. What was, what was the big Hutchie? Yeah, wasn't it? Big Hutchie. Yeah, yeah. It was just basically. I think we were waiting on South End result as well, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they lost, I think. Or I can't remember exactly, but um, we needed to win. I knew we needed to win. So we went out second half, or they went out second half. I was on the bench and they brought it home. So fair play to the lads. And from that day, as you just said, as soon as we creeped in, I knew we were going to win. Mm. As soon as we creeped in. And then um, Scunthorpe home playoffs, very uneventful. Scunthorpe away was a, was, a, was a brilliant performance from the team, I felt. Um, you played a part in couple of those goals yeah 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 it was gone for at home was a bit of a, a boring one um, I think they were playing for the point you know they were playing for the point to take it home and didn't work for them because we absolutely battered them at their place mm. um, and it was as you said a brilliant brilliant moment go on Gregors fucking hell go on Aiden go on Aiden oh, finish it Because that secured basically the next stage was at Wembley next stage, wasn't it? So Wembley, um, it's secured Wembley. I remember you had. I remember we were talking about the the game and the, the victory, but I just remember thinking to myself the next day when I saw all the footage back, when I just kept watching it and repeating it over and over again. No one enjoyed themselves that day more than you. You had the GoPro. You had the hat on. You just absolutely loving it, weren't you? You think that was enjoyment? You should have seen behind the scenes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were, we were enjoying ourselves. I think we flew out to Marbella the next day. We just really? booked it on the day. Yeah, yeah, we just booked it on the day. We were like, "Who wants Marbella, lads?" In the change room, Wembley. People were like, "Yep, yep, yep, yep." Like, just crazy. Yeah, it was, it was mad. It was so good. It was so good, honestly. And for the fans, they, they must have loved that as well. Like. It was so packed and just imagine it happening now. I know it's, 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 you still get promoted, but imagine it happening now, obviously, without the fans and stuff. It's not the same, is it? Yeah. So luckily, we, we got promoted with all the fans there and it was just brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Do you remember any game, really? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I think Jordan Archer made a brilliant save. 
to keep us in the game. And that could have been a whole different kettle of fish. If he, if, I think it was Billy Clark that ran through for them. Ran through, clean through from a corner. I think it was from their corner. He ran clean through. We're all trying to chase him back. And Jordan Archer pulled off an absolutely blinding save. Mm. And then, um, yeah, that was it. The rest was history. Morrow scored the other end. Boom. And then, and then you're off to Marbella the next day. Done. You out on that for a while, didn't you? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Right, so our first season back in the championship, we finished, yeah. finished eighth. Um, again, you, you, was, you was not as if... In and out. In and out. Yeah, because I mean, now this is what, again what we spoke about before, and I'm, you know, I'm not slagging any players off, or and I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't expect you to. But um, Tom Elliott joins the club to start off, and then further down the line, Ben Marshall joins the club. So you end up losing the sort of position that you'd adopted to to, to Marshy. I mean, he was brilliant, but if you look at both where those players are now um, to where you are, <laughs> was, yeah. you bit, you know, was you a little bit pissed off that Tom Elliott joined the club? Um, no. Not, not, not. I'm not. I'm not pissed off ever for anyone joining the club. But um, you know, yeah, the only not, thing not from Tom Elliott's point of view, be like thinking, "Hang on, I've done oh, me right. bit. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've done yeah, me yeah. bit now, and like any chance of a chance, like you know, going to where I should be up yeah. front." Of course, I, I was still optimistic about playing up front. I was still optimistic, but you know, I just, I just feel like. Um, it kind of come in like a bit. I used to play a lot every week. That before that we went up, and then it kind of got, started going like that. It started going like that after a while, and um, yeah, I just, I just wish I played as you just said. I wish I played more games for Mill up front. Just, just, I wish I just get given that chance to go play up front because, who knows? Like, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna double my tally, but if I could score 15, 13, and choosing from midfield. It's only, it's only right that I'll probably score more up top, mm. and I just really, really wish I had a full season at Millwall up top to see, just to see how much yeah. I would have scored and and how well I would have done. But I just never got it. No. Just never got it. If you like, before you left Millwall, I mean, we'll get onto the Gary Rowett era later on. But if Gary Rowett had said to you, "Look, I'll give you a five-year deal, and you're going to play every week, but you're going to play left midfield," would you have taken it? Or is you, do you get to the point where you just thought, I want to play up front now, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly where you're telling me, where you're saying right now. I'm, I can't, I can't be playing left midfield out of position my whole life because one, I don't really enjoy it that much, mm. to be honest. Like, I want to be, I want to be the, I want to be right next to the goal, the opposition's goal, and I, I don't want to be, you know, as you know, for Mill. I'm mostly on my own in my own penalty area. I'm mostly I'm most I'm mostly flip sorry for my language. I'm mostly challenging their their wingers and, and trying to tackle their wingers. And then when I get it and they give it to me, I'm on my penalty area. I've got to try to run seventy yards and try to get a, get make something happen. Yeah, we wasn't we wasn't really a possession sort of side, was we? So you had to That's do a lot my of game. Yeah. That's not my game. Like I'm I'm not a I'm not a, gonna be sprinting down the line and, and yeah, I can beat players. But that's not my game. I want to be in and around the box and use my energy wisely in the box to create something and shoot. To be defending and stuff, that was all new to me. So I want to go to obviously a club like Sunderland now, which they have told me you're going to be playing nine or ten. That's your position. Um, 
he believes that I'm a utility man. He's seen me do it for nil, but my main positions are nine and ten, and I can't wait to get going and, and just kind of have a season of just playing in the position I love. If you, if you had a said, like, you know, I know that was a, wasn't a real situation. I just said it was just that what, if you did say that, and you know, like you say, you're ambitious in your own career, you'd be wondering what if, wouldn't you? Always, if you never even tried going up front. Well, that's the thing. I've still, I've still always wonder to the day I die now, what if for me, always, what if, but you can't change that now. Like, no. You can't change that. Um, I've always knocked, I've always said I want to play up front for me to managers like knocking and it didn't happen. That's it. Like, no, I'm not, I've got, I don't hold no grudges. I don't hold no, no, it's good, Anything mate. against all anyone. Roads, all roads lead you to where you are now anyway, and you're happy. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I just, I would just love to play up front for Millwall and it didn't happen and didn't get the season. But we'll go, we'll go again at Sunderland. We'll go again. Yes, mate. Definitely. Hopefully, you'll, uh, we'll see you at the den the season after the one up this one. Well, yeah. We're getting promoted this year. Trust me. <laughs> well, one of my best mates is a Sunderland fan. He'll be happy. He'll be happy to hear you're, you're uh, ambitious with it. But I'm um, sorry, getting back to the 2017-18 season, I've picked out the Leeds game. Um, at home, yeah, away. home. You scored One away as well. Away. You scored away as well, didn't you? But the um, a double. <laughs> <laughs> the home game was it was another game where it was it was packed. I remember I was in the exec, um, I was in the director's box that day. Good, they let me in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was close to Brighton. That was close to Brighton. The way it went off, that was close. Yeah, that was close. That's a great, it's a great throw of you and like running away, celebrating. Because we know how much Leeds and Mill don't get on. And I think it was a late goal as well. I think it was like an 80-minute goal. It was nil-nil. It was tough. And it was literally, I think Fred got it, poked it to me, and I just tapped it in the net. Happy days. One-nil, Bosch. Mill Mill won, Leeds nil. Yeah. Man, that was a mad season. We, our first season back, we just the momentum just seemed to carry on. And finishing eighth for 17-game unbeaten run, Tim Cale comes back to the club. It was just... Yeah. Was it? Was yeah. there a real? It must have been a rule, but there must have been a rule belief that we could have, you know, got promoted because we came close to the playoffs. I think we went down to the last day. For sure, yeah, we were we were on a roll. Yeah, the thing is about Mill is that we're not necessarily world beaters players wise, but because we're so together and tight knitted as a group, it, it gives us an edge on other players and other other opponents. Mm. You know, we're so tight knitted as a group. Well. We were. I'm saying it like I'm a Millwall player. We're so tight. They were. We at the time we were so tight knitted as a group, and it just gave us an edge every every game, and and you could probably see it on the pitch um, that season as well. We were just rolling up and, and beating teams. Mm. Yeah, mate. Would say Leeds. The two you said Leeds home or away. I, I forgot that one. Four three away. What a day that was. You got, you got the open, didn't you? Head off far post. Kicked it off. Kick started it off for the lads, and then. Um, yeah, it just got really eventful from there. <laughs> I played, that was madness, wasn't it, that day? I, was, <laughs> yeah. I, actually, wasn't, I actually wasn't there that day because I just had an operation. Oh. Just absolutely yeah, nutty turnout. You missed a good one. <laughs> um, so then, that season ends, you know, a, another progressive good <clears> season, <throat> but the 2018-19 season, uh, Tom, Tom Bradshaw then joins the club. Yeah. Where's your Where's your head now? Are you thinking? Fuck, do you, was, you, was it Was you at any point thinking I, I might need to get away here? What are you well, in? I knew I knew that at that time. The, without Without sounding a bit harsh on myself, I don't. I knew the manager didn't really fancy me up top, but at that time, yeah. 
he kept bringing in strikers and, you know, uh, I just knew he didn't really fancy me up top. He thought I was a good player, of course. Yeah, yeah, good player. But he probably didn't but trust me enough up top or some, something around, along them lines. And that's fair enough. And um, Do you ever pull him up and say, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I want I'm, Yeah, me and, me and Neil Harris had a great, great, great relationship. I could, call, I could pull him up about family issues and home issues and this issue, any issues. And we had such a great relationship. And yeah, he, he used to say, he used to actually come up to me and go, Aid, I know you want to play up front, son. Just, just, I know you want to play. Just, like, we were so like, you know, he knew I wanted to play up front. And he did give me a few runs up front, to be fair to him. Mm. He did give me a few runs. And, but I just wanted that season, you know, whether it was under Neil Harris, whether it was under Gary Rowett, whether it was under Ian Holloway. I just wanted the season. It didn't happen, and yeah, yeah. I think again, you know, I'm not going to slag him off because he, I love him, and I'm trying to get him on the show. But Steve Morrison, yeah, uh, as good as he was at this point, he he was past his best, and his legs were starting to go, in my opinion. Um, so that was that was at the point where you know I definitely feel that you you should have got a chance. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I used to I used to always back you on the show, and some people go, "He's shit. He don't do nothing." I said, "He scores goals." A striker. The hardest thing to do on the pitch, by the way. It doesn't matter it's if a striker doesn't do anything else other than a score goal. That's their job. And I, I felt what Millwall, like everyone used to go, Greg, I and mean, Gregory was brilliant, but he used to do so much work everywhere else. I used to think our strikers used to have to work too hard to create. They shouldn't, you know, they're not there to create the chances as much. They're there to put them away. And I, I just felt that we didn't really, we didn't really create a lot of chances either. No, you used to literally try and, you, you had to kind of pull them out of your, your a hole really because they weren't coming flying in, were they? They were they were like one chance. You get probably half a chance a game, and then if you don't take it, see you later next game. Yeah. Like it was it was that it was that hard to kind of come by. Mm. Um, so we just avoided relegation that season, and we also had another unbelievable cut run. Uh, yeah. You played well. We obviously got to the quarterfinals. Think, I think Fergie pulled us out and all in the first one, two one away, two one at home to Hull. But the next yep. round, the fourth round, Everton at home. That was on my birthday. That was what's a oh, what what's a, a game that was. that night game. That was a night game, wasn't it? It was a night game. Yeah, I think we battered them that day, didn't we? We, we yeah, yeah. We we we, 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 did, we played really well. We played yeah, we really, well. really well. I think I remember Gregory scored the first one, didn't he? A great header, and then. Was it Murray Wallace? And then Richarlison scored. And yeah. then Murray Wallace scored the second one, didn't he? No, Cooper scored the second. Cooper with a hand. Yeah, the hand of God. With a hand, yeah. I remember it, the hand. Yeah, that was it. Oh, man. Big Murray. <laughs> what's he big like, Murray, what's yeah. he like the big unit? Oh, he's sound. Such a nice guy. For such a big guy, he looks like Terminator. He's the most friendliest guy ever. Honestly, he's the friendliest guy ever. Oh, he's so brilliant. To be fair, everyone is at Millwall. It's just a brilliant, brilliant, no, brilliant lads, brilliant lads. That, um, was you, on the, you started the game. Was you on the pitch when he scored the winner? Are you still on? No. No, you weren't on. I, I played right that, that game. I played right side and I think I come off around 70 and he scored late, didn't he? He scored like 80 something off, I think. The next, no, the next wasn't the next round. It was the quarterfinals. Brian, yeah. I, was, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about talking about it again because what a good day it was. Oh. Uh, yeah, your goal, which you've already spoke to us about, 2-0 up. You run to, I remember you run to the TV camera and all, didn't you? 
yeah. You give a little kiss or did you give a little one of them? I can't remember what it was. I just went like that. Ah, I went all that. It's just, <laughs> when you score, you do, you do silly things. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst celebration you've ever done? Honestly, I've, I've thought about doing loads of loads of bad ones, but I've just never come across to do it. Like, a da- few dances and that, but I'll, not at Mill. Not at Mill. We won't go down well. Yeah. But you, I remember that day. It was, it was just a mad day. Like, it was, it was unbelievable. 2-0 up. Then it, do you remember it absolutely hammered down? Yeah. It was, it was torrential. It was, yeah, it was just terrible. Out nowhere, just out of nowhere. And then, yeah. um, wait, what was it, five minutes to go when I got back in? Yeah. It was... <laughs> Honestly, that was them days. You just you, I'm gonna I'm gonna be telling my grandchildren that. Honestly, I'm gonna be telling my grandchildren, showing them the videos. It was that good of days. Them days there were just brilliant, brilliant. But Dave Martin dropping that one in. Don't don't show your grandkids that one, no. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> did you did you uh, did you on the pitch for the penalties? Nah, nah. You should know better. I don't last four nights at Mill. They drag <laughs> they dragged me off. They dragged me off at sixty. Don't know why, but they dragged me <laughs> off at sixty. <laughs> the only the only penalty I remember was uh, was Jake Cooper's. Fucking nearly killed. I remember that. over, over, right? It was over. Yeah. Well, I bet the players were devastated after. We only joined the dressing room. Yeah, we. It was one, weren't it? It was one. It was one. It was there. I think they scored two in the foot in the last five minutes or so. It was crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Um. So then, the 2090-20 season. Season just gone for me. It seems like three years ago, doesn't it? The amount of time the season lasted. But um, yeah. Neil Harris publicly says, Aidan O'Brien's going to get his chance up front this year. Um, which he did do. He started first game of the season. You played up front with Matt Smith, didn't you? I'm sure. Can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. Who was it against? Um, Preston. I'm going to say Preston. Yeah, Preston. I remember the f- oh, he, he had a bit of a system where he played you and Matt Smith up front. At home, and then away. I remember, yeah. He played Bradshaw and Bavardson, I think, yeah. yeah. I remember that game. I remember that game. So yeah. now, I mean, still more players coming in. And and did you go, what made him finally say, right, I'm going to give you the, the responsibility? Have you been on him about it or? He just knew from, from years. He, he knew I was a striker. He knows I'm, I'm not a left midfielder. He knows. He knows me well. And um, I think he just thought, you know what? Give the boy a chance, you know? I don't remember exactly how much of a run I got, though. That's the thing. No, he's, but, he's, uh, like, he's like, it's like all football now. Like, it's about squad system, isn't it? Where you're like one, one formation at home, a different one away. So you yeah. and Matt Smith played the first couple of games up front together. Um, and I'll be honest, I wasn't sure it really works. But every time you and him played up front together at home, we won. We won 1-0 against Preston. We won 1-0 at home against Sheffield Wednesday, I think. Yeah, we didn't. We, yeah, we didn't. We didn't actually... Lose, yeah, I remember that. The first two big games as well, Preston and Sheffield Wednesday. We, I thought we'd done all right. You know, we, we, we actually won the game. That's all that matters. You know, not it's not always about scoring goals. It's always about sometimes. Well, it is always about winning games. And if you don't score the goals, it doesn't really matter as long as you yeah. win the game. So, so you, you, I think, I think it's the most um, consistent that you'd been a striker at Mill. I think you know the left midfield for you was was then done. Do you know what I mean? And you was always going to yeah. be. A striker, and then Neil Harris resigns. Yeah, what was it like for you when uh, you know Neil Harris left the club? Was you shocked? Yeah, it was hard. It? it was hard because he's he's been there from the start with me, and um, 
he's such a big part of my Mill career and he gave me all my chances really. He 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 was just such a big part of my of my life really. And um for him to leave and it was it was hard. I did text him, call him and stuff and yeah, he knows he knows of he will be missed by me at the time as well. And yeah, he's gone on to Cardiff role now and he's doing brilliantly, so fair play to him. Wish him all the best. You're uh, you're 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 too you're you're not as nice as me. <laughs> you're not much of a yeah, nice no. Sorry, you're a nicer person than I am, was what I meant to say, because uh, I'd have been at points, you know, as I said, Tom Elliott coming in, John Daddy Bavardson coming in and getting games in front of you, I wouldn't have been as uh, as, as diplomatic. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, I know what you mean, I know what you mean, but, you know, you win some, you lose some, and at the time he thought it was best to, choose, he chooses his best team, he, he yeah. believes at the time, he's not, he's not doing it out of spite. And yeah, it's not personal. It's not personal, and... You know, that's why you can't really argue with it, you know. Mm. So Gary Rowett comes in as the manager. Yeah. What was your what was your, where was you at your point in your head with your situation at this point? Would you think trying to press? I was like happy players? days. I was like happy days, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's have it. Let's go. And then um he come in. I can't remember exactly, but I've I was literally in and out, in and out. Like I, won't, I, won't, I was playing like every 10 minutes. I was getting on for 10 minutes and stuff. I was like, it's not, he's not, he must not be having me. You know what I mean? He, I'm not playing. And then um, I looked back and the stats, I think I scored like for him three or four goals in like eight games mm. in the space of coming on in the, in the last 10 minutes. Oh. So if you look at it, I probably should have been given a, given a crack. But you know, things, thing, as you said, personnel, um, different, different managers like different things, and it just weren't meant to be. And uh, we had that combo. I just said, look, if I'm not going to play here, can you tell me? If, can you tell me now if I can leave, or are you going to give me a new contract? And um, yeah, we just come to a formal agreement and just said, look, let's just let's leave it here and go our separate ways. What was that like, the realisation that you was going to be finally leaving the club? It was incredible. I was, in a way, I was like, I was like, kind of hoping he went, no, 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 yeah, you're staying. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was time, I think, you know. Mm. I, was, I was just, I was just like, I was just there, you know, I've been there so long, I'm part of the furniture at the club, I've been there so long. It was just a thing where I needed to go and relight my, relight my career. Mm. And uh, that's what I'm here to do at Sunderland. Yeah. So, what was that like? What was the, what's the you know, what's your last memory of sort of leaving the club? What was the last game you actually played? Because you was you not fit towards the end then? No, it was Bristol City. Bristol City was the last game. I think it was at home or Forest at home. I can't remember. It was something before the lockdown. It was before the lockdown because I had a little niggle on my uh, quad, which stopped mm. me from playing all the all the lockdown games but um, I, would, I would have loved to um, I've, I've had a little send off with yeah. um, Huddersfield away with the fans and just, just kind of give it a little wave and stuff like that but you know I got a good send off via Twitter and stuff so fair yeah. play Well I said listen you, you, you've you been brilliant for the club not just on the, on the pitch but off it as well and everyone wishes you the best when I saw that I saw your Insta story and you was like you was outside but then when you're leaving I was a little bit like oh. It's horrible. Yeah. I felt terrible. Yeah. Like, you leaving, it's horrible. 
place. Yeah, so it's not right. now. Yeah, definitely the right time in your career. And I'm, I'm confident you're going to um, not prove people wrong because people know you can score goals, but I'm sure you'll be happy with doing it in a position that you, you're best suited to. At the end of every interview, ask um, yeah. a standout memory for you from the club. I know there's been a lot. But what, what, if you could pick... Uh, my first goal, um, uh, Brentford away, promotion, one million percent. My first hat trick, and my first start, Derby away. Them, them, them four there are like they were the moments for me. You know that that it's make or break. You know you, you can start a game for me all. It doesn't mean you're going to carry on becoming a footballer. You you could have I could have easily have you know messed it up you know mm. and then who knows what would have happened so it was such a big moment for me and all them moments there were massive moments for me and I always call you the onion bag because you did you didn't know what an onion bag was if you could pick your yeah. favourite goal what's your favourite goal from all, all your time at Mill my favourite goal was it has to be Bury away it has to be <laughs> it has to be really it can't it can't really be anything else it's just the whole thing, the scenes, the comeback, everything about it, it's got to be that. And just that just shows how good for the people that was there that day was one of them. How good that, you know, the goals you scored in the stadiums you scored in, um, to say, like, you know, bury away in a sort of a nothing league one game. That's how good yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Fucking unbelievable yeah. that day. Unbelievable. Um, and finally, if you could have a night out tomorrow, right, with three yeah. of your ex mill teammates. You got to take three with you. you. Can only take three. Who, who are you taking? I'll take I'll take Byron. I'll take Byron. Gregory, Sid Nelson. Sid Nelson, yeah, and Gregors. It's good. It's a good. It's a good. Good group. That. It's a good group. It's a good group. Them four there. Us four there is a great group. <laughs> well, mate, listen. I really, really appreciate your time. I know you've, you know. This is the first time I've actually think we've got a current player on, but that's again, that's the sort of, I said to people on social media, because a lot of people are asking where, where, you know, where's the interview? I said, look, he's gone up there, but he still said he's going to do it. So really yeah. genuinely wish you all the best, mate. And I'll be looking out uh, to see the old onion bag appearing up on the, on the goals on Sky. And we might see Dan no. again in two years, hopefully. I appreciate it, mate. I appreciate it. Don't worry. Any time, any time with this stuff. I don't mind. Any time. Legend. Cheers, Aidan. Enjoy your dinner, mate. No problem, mate. Appreciate it. Top man. See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye-bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 